This is Working Tech, where we talk about how tech can work harder so we can work better. Because hardly working isn't an option. When I look at the way that people are using mobile and the way they're actually, like, job seekers are applying to positions, that absolutely is going to be, you know, it's going to be 80-20. Like, it's going to completely shift. 80% of all applications will come via mobile. 20% will come via desktop. Hey, everybody, this is Kevin W. Grossman, creator and co-founder of the Working Tech Podcast and one of the co-hosts. Myself, along with co-founder and co-host Bill Bannum, welcome you to our new series where we'll talk about all things tech in the working world around us, including HR, recruiting, and related technologies. Our guests will include those who make the magic happen so we can all work better. Here's the thing. Texting is pretty ubiquitous these days. Billions of texts are sent nearly every day all around the world. And now my young daughters have learned the pleasures of texting silly emojis to me and my wife, depending on whose phone they've co-opted at the time, of course. When it comes to recruiting, though, texting job opportunities to potential candidates isn't new, but it's sure come a long way. So enjoy this conversation that I had with entrepreneur, advisor, and investor Eric Kestelnik, co-founder and CEO of Text Recruit. Dig a little deeper there for me, though. So you, you said, you know, yeah. to make it a little bit easier for companies to, to communicate with candidates via mobile, via text. Take a step back and tell us the why of that before, because we've had mobile for a while. Texting's not necessarily new yep. and in recruiting. Yep. So what, so what, so why your organization? Why this one? To dig in a little bit on the startups that I was a part of after I, I moved back to the Bay Area from Chicago uh, in 2013, I, I went to a startup called Identified, which was a social recruiting platform that, you know, alongside with, with Branch Out and, and Talent Ben and Intello, we were I, aggregating I social profiles. I remember, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, um, so I was the, the vice president of sales and monetization there, and that was kind of my first step into real startup world, right? This was pre-funding that, that, that I had joined. And uh, ultimately, you know, we ended up raising, you know, like $25 million and ended up exiting to Workday. So it was a, you know, it was a, it was a great experience for the three years that I was there. But I, I found actually that there was a lot of opportunity that identified in some of these other kind of these social recruiting platforms were missing. And when everyone was talking about mobile recruiting, it was really interesting. I actually, uh, the, the only way people were actually executing on mobile recruiting was through this, these applications that they'd build. And I, I thought that was just extremely broken. Like you know, people are not going to download apps to try to communicate with companies about job opportunities. I mean, LinkedIn basically has it under wraps and I know indeed you know, amount of, of traffic coming from the mobiles are pretty high. So right. the fact that, you know, you, you'd be a single company and develop an application that people actually would download on their phone to try to have communications with your employee or with your recruiters just seems silly, which by the way, CareerBuilder was selling at the time. Um, and there were, you know, Haley Marketing from other companies were actually building these applications, um, which I think was a complete waste of time, right? Um, right. And money. So I started figuring out, like, and identified, we were actually leveraging Facebook messaging as the, the key communication tool. Mm. And it was, really, it was really interesting. Like, we were aggregating all these, data, all, these, all these profiles, normalizing that data, but then we were leveraging Facebook messaging. But Facebook wouldn't sell us the, the messages at bulk because they were a dollar a piece, right? So they wouldn't sell them at such a bulk. So we literally were like creating profiles for every one of our customers on Facebook so we could in turn 
send the messages via Facebook because that because, was the only way people were getting back to us, right? Right, because there's because otherwise, yeah, but that's that's not scalable at that at that price point. My God, right? And by the way, that wasn't scalable at all either. And we're we're probably pretty lucky that that we were able to exit because ultimately, what what I found was that the Facebook message actually was more valuable than the data itself. The co- companies were like, oh my God, these people are getting back to us like right away. And I said, you know, I, so I started looking, I was like, you know, what other communication tactics were out there that were not being, um, you know, c- kind of incorporated into a centralized platform or like managed by the companies. And I started talking to, to some folks in the industry, specifically Matt Condit over at, uh, over at VMware, who's the, the senior staffing manager in charge of all the sourcing, right, right. over at VMware. And I was just like, Matt, hey, we, what are you guys using to communicate right now? And he's like, well, phone, email, text message, and LinkedIn. And I was like, okay, you have a system for phone, you have a system for email, you have a system for in-mail, but you have no system for text message. How are you managing that right now? And he's like, all my, he's like, I have no idea. All my recruiters are like on their personal phones and like texting candidates, and there's no way for us to actually like understand what's going on there, report on it, make sure it's compliant. You know, all the, just being able to actually gather that data together and report on it was a, was a key. I said, hey, listen, if I can build this for you, is this something you'd be interested in? And he said, you know, absolutely. And so, you know, two years later, we had a, a fully you know, operating solution for them and you know, they ended up buying 30 seats from us. So um, that's kind of the, the story on how it all started. What fascinates me too is that the research that I do with the talent board it's just I don't know what it is. There's it's this kind of dis, disparity that I think that we when we talk about mobile a lot in the space, different from what you're doing in regards to just text messages about opportunities and keeping and, and communication open. But when we when we surveyed the candidates and this year, um, just in North America, it was over 180 thousand candidate responses in our just the North American survey, and you know it, it's still a really low incidence of when we when we ask the literal question how many of you are applying via mobile, actually applying, not just looking and researching, but we asked that question, applying. And it's about 12% of the population. Now that's across the board, and, but it feels, it feels lower than what we hear all the time. So how do you, I'm just curious, how do you, I mean, and again, there's, that's not, that's not separating out the, the companies that are actually offering mobile, which is much higher. The employers tell us that they're actually, it's 80, 85% of the time about, they're actually offering the mobile apply. And I know it's becoming more prevalent in some companies like AT&T have told me they're upwards of, you know, 30, 35% of people applying via mobile. It, what does that strike you in regards to the, some of the numbers I just shared? So I know for a fact that 36% of all LinkedIn job views um, on their platform is through their mobile. Okay. Um, and I know that they've invested a tremendous amount on their mobile and now as They've actually released a new desktop version as well. But I think when I look at the way that people are using mobile, and the way they're actually like job seekers are applying to positions, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the that absolutely is going to be you know it's going to be eighty twenty like it's going to completely shift. Eighty percent of all applications will come via mobile. Twenty percent will come via desktop. You really yeah um, you think so? And so think, that that you think it's going to flip that it, much? It, it, there's there's no doubt. Like yeah. here's an example. Here's an example why. So the way that that people and I talk to clients about this all the time mm-hmm. is that. They tell me they tell me one thing that's really interesting, and I honestly didn't know. But when you look at the data, it's, it all it, it's supported. 
that that the majority of, of candidates actually nowadays that are between the ages call like 18 and, and 35 years old, right? right? Kind of the bulk of these millennials and the new Gen, gen Yers or Gen Xers or Gen Z is Zers, right? Um, these folks are creating email addresses just for the sole purpose of applying for a job, okay? So they literally create the email address, they apply for a job, and they never go back to that email address again. Just from the sheer fact is they're just not using email, right? So an application process right now, I think the, the thing that we have to think about is that fundamentally that application process is going to change. And you've started seeing it change as resumes become more obsolete than, than not. It is. I mean, the organizations yeah. that we're working with via the talent board and the research that we're doing, yeah, they are, they're dramatically reducing the number of fields and the, the difficulty level of getting yep. through the, the first hoop, right? And this is this is key here because the, one of the one of the kind of hypotheses that, that that we had before starting Test Recruit was that all data was going to be commoditized. So every single professional profile in the world eventually will be available at any given moment, right? You as an organization can actually you know source this data, or you'll have a one platform or ATSs will come, will actually come loaded with this information, right? All of those things are going to happen. And so applications really don't matter because all it is is just someone raising their hand. Like, right. hey, I dig your company. Of course. Like, I want to work for you guys. So, yeah. And so, so that, that's the key, right? It's like that, that piece is moving to mobile because there's a couple of things that mobile makes super easy. Number one, those that are doing it right, you, you, you like the five fields, you know, your first name, your last name, your job function, your contact information via email or your contact via, via information via mobile. And a lot of companies are making it easy like LinkedIn and Indeed to actually do a one-click apply process, which right. is perfect, mm-hmm. right? So that is making it super easy to do that. Now, our company is gonna make, is focusing on making that even easier to where people can actually just, you know, you can have a bot that actually will talk to these, these applicants via text message, right? The easiest way to communicate is via text message. And soon Facebook, messenger and whatsapp and all the other platforms that we'll integrate but like ultimately like we'll have a bot actually extracting that information so it feels to the the candidate they're actually having conversations with people and that will help with scalability with these with these bigger companies and that's really where i think it's going when you say and when i'm on the flip right so if it's gonna we eventually get there and i and i i do agree with you because i know what's happening i know how application processes are getting collapsed the forms themselves the ease just it's all about getting in the door first and then we'll get you to the next then there's the next screening then there's using your technologies that you have your platforms that you have in place that you have your whether it's your ats um your other screening tools assessments that you're giving folks and then you're moving them along and then the recruiters are doing the, that that heavy lifting too and that that's particular point yeah them in the door first particularly for high churn positions where you know we we've gone from like the early days i always like to kind of joke about you know we we here we have the worldwide interwebs were launched we took the job application and we slapped it online and on somebody's career site but we kept all the 15 pages and hundreds of fields, right? <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> yeah. But that's but it's changing. Yeah. So that's the good news. How else are you keeping that competitive edge then today? What 
what's going on with the, the competitive landscape in regards to what you're offering? So first off, like when we first had started this, it was, okay, you know, TextureTree is going to be a centralized platform that was going to integrate with all these applicant tracking systems and, and these CRMs. And we've executed pretty well on that plan. Like we have partners that are, that are public partners like Greenhouse and Isense and Taleo and CareerBuilder and beyond. And we, I mean, it, you know, smart recruiters and Lever and Aperture and all of these organizations that, that, that text recruit works perfectly for, right? That integrates very nicely and overall you know, provides the end client the best success. The challenge that we saw was that, okay, well, not only are people using this outside of like recruiting, they're using it like to attract candidates and also to engage with existing employees. Like they were just using text recruit, like hacking together some ways to do that. So we're like, okay, we're going to offer two, two more products. Text apply, which you can, which I was saying earlier, like, yeah, you can text in six flags to, you know, a, a short code and then we'll sequence the, the, the questions and gather information about that person. Mount Hood, you're skiing down a mountain and you actually see text E to 55555. Like, and then we sequence that as well. We, as a company, we knew that that was going to be important, not just to have the hub to manage all text communication, but also to help companies attract candidates. That's been working well. And then, you know, obviously, text, text HR integrates now, and we're releasing this here this month, is that we've completed the integration with ADP. So now all companies that don't want to download Slack and actually have like a central app that you have to download can now leverage text HR to deliver onboarding materials and open enrollment and emergency services and everything that you, that you need to when you're a big company and you have all these decentralized employees like retail or healthcare or energy or transportation. Now you're able to actually like leverage text for, for that, for those components as well. So as a, as a whole, you know, text recruit doesn't have a direct competitor at this point. And and when you look at like the next evolution, which will be which will be releasing in quarter one, is is our artificial intelligence bot called Ari, the automated recruiter interface that's that's built that's being built on Watson. So essentially, it's like Watson for recruiting. I mean, we're leveraging IBM and working closely with them on that. AI is a component that people you know have like you know the Maya and the Karen right. and the Recruiting.ai, and then you have Text Apply has multiple you know competitors within that space. And then text recruit or text HR really doesn't have any competitors because we're we're kind of the only offering right now um, that's integrated with ADP and Workday. But text text recruit is starting to see competitors. I mean, we've we've got a few that have popped up that have been copycat. But the good news, and I always welcome that. Like I think that you know more competitors are well, that, better. Yeah, that um, well, that validates what you're doing too. And we're. And yeah, exactly. And that there's a market there for that, which is, it's always, that's good. You know, <laughs> you want to make sure that there's that, that, that that's there. And, and obviously it is. Let, let me, let me ask yeah. you about compliance because you, when you're texting, and this is what I know from just even a few years ago, you have to be, there's a can span compliance too, as it relates to text, isn't it? Is it similar to what you do with email compliance? Yeah, this obviously from, from day one, we had to be experts within this now. Yeah. I, I will tell you, you know, we we are not a legal entity. So just my <laughs> my preface to what I'm about to say is that, you know, you can take my information here and use it, but you should obviously have your own legal department to go through that. And we've we've gone through legal review with some of the biggest companies in the world and you know, we've we, we have helped them set policy as well. And like that's a key for us is like my job as as a founder of, of this company 
is to make sure that the experiences that candidates have, like candidates that our, our customers are texting, are having great experiences. That is, it, it will only move forward if that is a fact. Right. And so we're hypersensitive on the, the opting out and ensuring that our customers know the exact templates to use, how to leverage the software, and most importantly, help protect them when there are unsubscribes that happen. Yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you kind of the, the, the couple, you know, the couple minute pitch on, on the legal oh, yeah. side. So there are basically, there are two types of text message. One is a commercial text message and the other is a non-commercial text message. Non-commercial text messages are, are, are indicated by something that you're not doing for, for money. An example would be a, a job opportunity, a, a healthcare notification, a political message. But hold on, hold on a minute. Or, or my, or my daughter texting me silly emojis, right? We're, we're, we're saying. Right, exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. And by the way, we do support emojis and pictures which we actually have seen being used in the, uh, in the recruiting process. Well, that's good. That was actually something I wanted to ask about, but yes, good. So the commercial message is like, is, Hey, you want to buy this? Hey, you want to sign up for this cruise? You want to, uh, this discount, this coupon, whatever, right. It's trying to, to extract money out of you. So first off, the, the, the uh, rules for non-commercial messages and commercial message are actually much different. And so with non-commercial messages, um, you have to, and especially job opportunity, you have to allow for a opt out of this. Right. Um, and a, it is, it is, uh, you have to make sure that the, um, the initial message is going out that it's personalized and it's from someone. Okay. So you have to personalize the message saying, Hey, Kevin, it's Eric with Extra Crew. I'm interested in you for this position. Give me a shout back. Right. That, that's a pretty traditional message, right? Sure. That allows you to, to send that out. And then also we have in, built into the technology, every single time you send the first message to a candidate, you can turn on a function in TextRecruit that will send them, them an opt-out message of whatever you want, right? Hey, just want to let you know you're in our, like, hey, Kevin, you can personalize it too. Hey, Kevin, just let you know you're in our system. If you'd like to opt out, just, just type stop right. um, or something to that effect. So that sent out to it can be sent out to every single candidate in your system. Now, the and and we aggregate that data for you to actually help help you understand what your unsubscribe rate is. And if you have an over one percent unsubscribe rate, then we actually freeze your account and take a look at the messages that you're sending, because it, our current unsubscribe rate of the millions of text messages we're processing on a monthly basis for our customers is less than one percent. So if you're hitting that one percent, you're doing something that's right, outside that's the, the box. That's that the, yeah, that's the threshold, and that's similar to what you would look at when you're looking at email marketing as well, and 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 how and why providers you can actually ding you and and um, stop service <laughs> if they see that. Yeah, yeah, they see that those red flags. So. So in this context then, so you're just really using that as your threshold to say, hey, John, Sally, whoever your customer is, we got to take a look at this. And there's, there's, we got to take a look at who you're sending to, what the messages are like, and really take a look at what they're doing, right? Because if it's too high, there's that, that's a problem, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it, we don't want to get them in a situation where they're at risk, right? Or, or we're at risk. I mean, ultimately, we want to make sure or honestly, that the candidates having a poor experience is the more more candidates that communicate via text message for, for job opportunities, the better text recruits going to be off and our customers, right? So we're, we're hypersensitive on that. But 
So ultimately, to, to give everyone a sense of like what the, the rule is, so anybody that can, and there's some legal cases you can find on our website under texting legality in, okay. in our services. So anybody can go there and take a look at this. There are a couple of cases that basically were founded that said, you know, a completed application is consent to receive text message. We also, re- we also um, not require it, but we, we educate our customers that you know, work with your ATS to provide language in the terms of, of the application. It says, you know, you're, you may be contacted via call, phone, or text message. Very easy to put that, that in there and, and stay compliant. Right. There are obviously different levels of compliance, like the government that we work with and several accounts have, has a different level than, you know, just a, a, a one-person staffing company. But everybody should understand actually how, how it all how it's all situated. Good. And you've got, and you've got some good resources and documentation on your site too, that we'll, we'll touch on at the, at the very least. What I, I want to shift to now, Eric, is, um, sure. is reporting. So you obviously, you, we've outlined a lot of things. You outlined even some of the part, part, partner ecosystems and the benefits to recruiters and candidates alike. How are, are your customers reporting back to not only the everyday users and maybe their immediate supervisors, directors of recruiting, but also executive leadership? What, What's the reporting look like? So that's something that is that is absolutely um, key, and what we, you know, what we built the, the the platform around is the dashboard. And you'll see as you log in to Text Recruit as either an administrator or a user, which you can have different hierarchies and groups inside of Text Recruit. That if you have a large organization, you know, you can group together certain you know, divisions or job functions from a recruiting standpoint to, to determine what the response rates are on those components mm-hmm. um, or those divisions. So uh, everything is reported on a real-time basis. So that means your response. So number one, your open rate, your response rate, your time to respond, and your opt-out rate. If anybody's calling instead of tech, instead of texting, we, we do call forwarding. So it just it goes directly to your phone. Okay, um, sure. If someone calls the text recruit number, right. Um, and then and then also just the, the overall time of day. So we want to help all of our customers understand. Okay, like what are the actual response rates from an overall level, and what are the response rates for specific divisions, and then are there certain times of the day that actually are more functional for our for, for specific candidates like maybe you're recruiting drivers maybe after five o'clock there are those those features that we're that we're building into it and then one one new feature that we're going to be building which we're also building with with IBM right now is sentiment analysis and you know, Kevin you and I talked about this a little bit but really helping customers understand what their candidate experience is what are the positive and negative responses that are happening that that is something we're going to be doing here very shortly. To, to actually score our customers' conversation to help them, you know, help them see how they compare to others. Uh, you definitely got my attention on that one, and I look forward to hearing more about that one. So this is something that you haven't really launched yet that you're working to get with some of your customers on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep, yep. So it's it's another um, it's another build that we're working with IBM on, um, and their their Watson you know AI tool, um, and essentially we have we have the most data in the world about job conversations that happen in 160 characters. Like that's, that is the data set that we have. Right. And so we've been able to kind of put um, Watson on top of it to understand all those, those conversations that are happening at a very kind of meta level. And now what we're, we're able to do is actually surface for you real time. Hey, these are the positive, these are the number of positive responses and the number of negative responses you as a company have had. And here are your recruiters that are getting the best positive, and here are your recruiters that are getting the most negative. 
So that is going to be built into the product. And so very quickly, you know, customers are going to be able to see how their, uh, how their communication is, uh, is, is going. That's awesome. I can't, I can't wait for that, Eric. That's, that's really exciting news. Yeah. But listen, I'm going to, uh, the last couple of things, I'm going to completely shift on you now and, 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 okay. and throw you and say, listen, obviously you guys are all working really hard and there's lots of exciting things that you're, that you're doing that you've not only founded a couple of years ago, but now that are coming out very soon. What are you doing when you're, when you're just hardly working? What's going on? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. And my wife uh, would, would love to answer that question as well. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like, I mean, I, it's funny. I, like I, uh, so I wrote this blog post about how when I founded Text Recruit, I actually was working for another company um, that I told them about it. So after I identified, I actually took on another job. And I built the sales team from like four people to like 75 people in two years. It was just a crazy growth. Sure. And at the same time, I'm working at Text Recruit. So like I was doing uh, the nine to five and then I was doing seven to 11 for two years, basically. And that allowed, that like allowed us to bootstrap Text Recruit and like, yeah, that like, so I'm super passionate obviously about it. And that's why I was able to do that. But now that I just have one job and I'm working on Text Recruit, I, I have, I had twins last year. Oh, so wow. like I'm, I'm like full-time dad when, yeah. when I'm not working. And, uh, you know, my son, uh, my oldest son is five. So we've got, you know, we've got three little ones and I'm 37. And, you know, I, I, I would love to do, you know, go play golf and tennis and work out all the time, but, you know, doing this startup and, uh, and having three kids and, uh, you know, a family that you love, you gotta, Got to prioritize them, man. Oh, you do, and I agree. I've got two daughters, so and six and eight, and 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 God bless you for having three. Two is good for us. We're good. So yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's great, Eric. So listen, lastly, how do we find out more about Text Recruit? What do we do? So you can just Google Text Recruit or go to our website. You know, we've got consultants that that we've hired on that uh, that basically can walk you through how to set policy, um, how to you know, use the platform, how to customize it. And each one of our clients are different. So, um, you know, we work very closely to, to set the platform up for you guys. So, um, and there's a 30 day opt out on everything we do. So listen, after 30 days, if you don't want to move forward with it or something, you know, happens, we guarantee our product and, um, and we've never had anybody cancel. So I'm pretty happy about that. Excellent. Well, Eric Estelnik, thanks so much for being on Working Tech. And we look forward to seeing you out there in 2017. Thank you, sir. We'll be back with more Working Tech soon. Until then, be good and work better. Brought to you by ReachWest Media and the HR Gazette.